Hello and welcome to It's Again to Present, the 2023 Podcast 10 Ichi. My name is Jeremy. This week I'm going bobbing for clowns. I'm Tyler. I prefer to hunt monsters. My name is Zach. As opposed to hunting hunters? Yes, as yeah. opposed to hunting hunters. Because we all know it takes a man to kill a monster. I, I was going to say, I feel like PvP monster hunter might be kind of interesting. Like, I feel like, spe- like not speedrun, but like a racing to the kill, like you start at the same time, monster hunter might be interesting. That, like time that's, trial? That's monster hunter? Interesting. I immediately thought of Evolve when you said PvP oh, monster hunter. Oh, okay, yeah. And I thought that might be fun, but then I remembered like the way Evolve kind of went. And the way like, it evolved, if you will, you kind of run into the problem of you have to much more limit the monster player and monster hunter. Oh, I was thinking there's... everyone is just has like a, a gun blade or like is just rocking sword and shield or something. So now that feels like a uh, a race type of situation where it's like, OK, you and me are going to go hunt the uh, the Diablos. I think that was what it was. And we're both going to take charge blade. I would watch an awesome games done quick race of two people having to kill every monster in Monster Hunter World. Is all I'm saying. I feel like that is probably with or a thing without ice huh? With or without ice I probably without just for time. Either way, I would watch either one. <laughs> I think my my only problem with most of the monsters in Monster Hunter World is there's that fish. There is that fish. That there are two different versions of it. Yeah, because you have to. There's the one that is in the second world, and then there's one that's the exact same fight, but it's in lava, and it's just not fun to fight. Like it's just you, boring. You might say it's too hot to handle. And then they uh, bring it back in Iceborne, and you have to kill it in the ice. And it's like, God damn it, this wasn't a fun fight the first time. Triple fish. Uh, what does it mean? <laughs> Today we're watching episode five of Hunter Hunter. Hisoka is sneaky. An episode in which Ahsoka is many things, but I would not say Sneaky is one of them. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I would agree with that. Why this episode, Tyler? I, I kind of alluded to last week. I was tempted to veto this. You were saying you were going to do the candle one. And like, A, all of Hunter Hunter is a tournament arc. B, this is very explicitly a tournament arc. We're just in that post-tuning exam, although this happened. This was written before the tuning exams. The first rounds of the tournament are like non-tournament elimination things. They are skill challenges, which I think is a valid part of a tournament arc. Not really what I was thinking when we started this, but it was Zach's idea. So, And I think it's interesting to talk about that as a development. Like I said last week, I don't think the Tournament of Power is a tournament arc, and I think this is. But why this episode? And yeah, I'm curious to know this as well, because I don't particularly enjoy watching people run a mile. (laughs) Oh, only one mile. Um, no, I, I chose this for a couple reasons because, like, it's kind of weird and slow-paced, and in my head, that epit- like, Hunter Hunter is kind of weird and slow-paced in general. Um, it also establishes Hisoka as, like, a thing for Gon, um, and also kind of, estab- like, starts to get into his whole deal, which we haven't really explored yet. Yeah, this is weird for me because I think this is the first time I'm covering a story on a podcast for the second time. Because Kevin and I have read the first couple volumes of Hunter Hunter, which get up to this fight. So I've talked about this and Hisoka specifically on a podcast before in detail. This is obviously more focused because we're doing just one episode as opposed to a volume of manga. And I really like Hisoka. His introduction in the anime, I feel like, is not as good as in the manga. Just because of that slower pace. Because it's anime. And I like the pace of Hunter Hunter in a lot of ways. Until you get to the Chimera Ant arc. And then I want stuff to happen faster. But... (laughs) And I like his introduction, but like I feel a lot of the bloodlessness sort of hurts it. 
compared to the manga specifically? This one I had I I personally had a weird disjoint. Yeah, because it, it feels like a it's only episode five, but it feels like a weird one to start with. Go it, on. It's a weird one to start with, but also it's like kind of playing this off as like this is the first time we've seen this character, and I'm like, but I know who basically all of these characters are. I know it's one of those things I think I've said about what I know about cars. I know just enough to get myself into trouble. You have similar Hunter Hunter knowledge? That kind of surprises me, but it makes sense. Because I know I know who Gon is. Yeah. I know who most of his friends are. I think I had Kropika and Killua mixed, mixed up. up in my head. Or actually, I think that I thought they were the same person. I mean, very similar um, names. I can see how that happens. Yeah, Kuropika is an Uchiha, but he's yeah. way less angsty about it. And like, I know who Hisoka is. And I know I when you say Kamara, I actually know what that is. <laughs> so like I know a lot about what's going on in this series because of like just weird gestalt things I've run into. Yeah, existing on the internet. It, it seems like a thing you might have watched. Not a thing you would have watched, but if you'd said, Oh, I watched Hunter Hunter, it was good, I would not be surprised. I am also not surprised that you haven't. Yeah, but I have not watched it, which makes it feel really weird because it's Weirdly familiar, but at the same time, I don't have the investment to make me care. Yeah. Also, coming right off of Naruto, Naruto, like we talked about, is TV-ass anime that everybody's always telling you what just happened two seconds ago, whereas this episode of Hunter x Hunter expects you to have watched episode four, Yep, pretty much. <laughs> There's, I, I mean, I feel like if you have a grasp on shounen anime, and especially if you know who the characters are, that's maybe not a problem. But watching it, I was like, oh, man, this is only episode five, but what a weird point to come in on. I, and I feel that way about every episode of Hunter Hunter I've seen is like all of them are like it's a continuous story and it is just a weird, vaguely disjointed, like not maybe not disjointed, but like it's almost the pacing almost makes it seem surreal to me, which is weird. I think weird. that's actually OK to make it so that you it kind of has to work with the expectation for you to have seen the previous episode oh, yeah. because it's a, it's a continuous story. Like, come on guys. Well, I'm like, I, I, I like, I'm not really bad mouthing it, but I'm not saying ex- exceptionally glowing things about it. But like, I actually really like Hunter Hunter. Uh, uh, so do I. And the reason I watched the anime is because I was doing jumpstart weekly, which I alluded to earlier and Hunter Hunter came back and I was like, I have no idea what's going on in any of this. This is so complicated. I guess I'll watch 105 episodes of anime. But to your point, Hunter Hunter is so like connected on itself. I watched the entire anime, which is like covers all but about 20 chapters of manga I hadn't read, and I still had no idea. I mean, I at least was like, oh, I guess that's Hisoka, and he took off his clown makeup and it is in disguise. Okay, there's one person who I know who they are. <laughs> Also, it's for me, as a huge Yu Yu Hakusho fan, who you guys both expected to pick a Dark Tournament episode for this arc, it's really hard not to see Hunter Hunter as a reaction to Yu Yu Hakusho, being yeah. that's by the same guy. And the problem he ran into there is, oh, I power scaled too quick and I don't know what to do. So Hunter Hunter is just a world where there are more and more high CR weird D&D monsters around every corner. And it's like, no, you are level five. And if you kill, if you go through six shonen ass anime arcs, I might let you get to level six. Maybe, if you're good. Be a good boy, Goat. Although I really like Ahsoka, so I am excited to talk about that. It's a thing I've done before, so I don't feel a need to. <laughs> and maybe you do, Tyler, which is maybe why you picked the episode. Yep. I like I like Ahsoka as a villain a lot, and I like go the next time Goan encounters him, I was gonna touch at this in the end of the episode a little bit more, is like the next time Goan encounters him, he is scared shitless of Ahsoka because of the encounter in this episode. And I like that. That's cool. Wait, hang on, that makes it sound like the protagonist has a brain. Yeah, he kind of does, <laughs> it turns out. 
And it also turns out he's like 12 or something um, and not used to fighting adults who have deadly playing cards. It, who's like, that's not even their thing. That's like, their, that's the joke weapon they brought to this because they're way too high a level for this quest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I seem like a guy who would murder people with clown, with cards. I have the clown thing going on. That might be fun today. <laughs> Is there anything more you want to say about it before we go in, Zach, or should we get started? Not really anything that I can think of off the top of my head that wouldn't that I'm not going to go into when we actually get into it. It's But it is one of those weird survival challenge things where I'm like, why are all of these here, and why are you basically sacrificing 95% of these people? Well, they aren't good hunters. They yeah, why that. are you trying to space marine this shit? Like, uh, it's dumb when they do it, too. Hunter Hunter, and I really noticed that this episode, when all the weird monsters show up, is way more D&D than it is, like, any other cultural touchstone. And, like, this is a, people are cheap. There are some level one fighters in here, and this is a level one fighter quest. But if some commoners came on this quest, they're going to die. And that's not my problem. That's the commoner who went on this quest's problem. (laughs) (laughs) I do really like the opening of Hunter Hunter. Asterisk, not this wannabe One Piece intro about how cool the world is. But the opening theme, there's a reason they never changed that in 150 episodes. Yeah, no, the, uh, the opening text scroll is just like, yep. It sure is a weird world, and there sure are giant turtles with strawberries on their backs. The weird thing about this kind of stuff is this kind of opening is the kind of thing that I just, like, that's what you play in in episode one as an establishing shot. Yep. Yep. You do not put that at the beginning of basically any other episode. I think it really works in one piece, and that's about it. Uh, Also, I say I really like this opening. I like the song. The sequences get way better as they go on. This first one is... Better than the Naruto one we talked about last week because it was animated 10 years later, but it's got a lot of the same static shot problems and a lot of people just running the mile, (laughs) which is at least animation. Also, Leorio, fix your posture, man. (laughs) Also, you can tell Hunter Hunter happened in the 90s because Killua has a skateboard at the start that he just disappears because it's not the 90s anymore at some point. (laughs) As soon as uh, Tony Hawk stopped being cool. Uh, Tony Hawk never stopped being cool, Zach. <laughs> I do love that canonically, and uh, like, Gone spends most of his time just saving Leorio, and that also happens in the intro. It's the dead man's hand again. Anyway, we start with Gambit murdering some people. <laughs> Except one guy who catches it, and this is Hisoka's plot to find out who the exam, in- or the exam instructor was. You know, Because there was a shape-shifting monkey, I think. You would think that murdering a f- another dude would immediately disqualify you and have you kicked out of this Yeah, area. I love how the instructor's just like, don't attack me again. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't want to say explained later, but like the the only thing the Hunter's uh, Association cares about at this point is competence. If you're a cool dude, you're in. Doesn't matter how evil you are or how good <laughs> you are or, or like what atrocities you've committed. We just need really cool shonen dudes. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, if you're evil, you'll get teamed up with like a cool shonen boy and he'll sh- remind you of your childhood and that will slowly make you good. And if not, I mean, we'll throw you at the chimera ants and worst case scenario, <laughs> you kill the chimera ants for us. So we're not going to complain. Okay, I guess that's an interesting way to take that. They're they're not really a moral organization, which is, I think, sort of established here, where the instructor's like, well, I'll take that as a compliment. If you attack me again, though, you are disqualified. It's more of, it's just weird that it's like, I mean, I guess it's a matter of, I don't know what exactly the laws would be, but like, blatant murder seems like it would be a uh, problem. Zach, it's D&D rules. 
and they're in the forest. <laughs> oh, okay. So unless there's someone around that's a high enough level to take you in that wants to take you in, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Or, or if the DM karma's at you. Right. And the DM likes Ahsoka because he's cool. <laughs> anyway, we're like we said, we're in the skill challenge pre-tournament part. And this is run a mile in these weird wetlands and don't lose sight of the instructor who is a fast runner, so you got to keep up with him. Well, it's not really even so much uh, you have to keep him in sight so much as it's like a time thing. It's more of like you got to stay close behind me so you know where you're going. Yeah. I always interpreted the badges that everyone's wearing as like being pin-backed and Leorio just has his like literally stuck to his <laughs> chest. I think there's stickers like name tags. I, I think don't know. so, yes. That would make more sense. I love how Gon is just like, I'm having a fun day, and Leorio's like, I'm dying. <laughs> I love, I, I never noticed until this viewing how it's his tie that's around his yep. neck, and that's so good. <laughs> uh, Leorio may be the best character in Hunter x Hunter, maybe. He's really good. He doesn't get to do a whole lot this episode, which is sad, uh, but. He, he doesn't get to do a lot in Hunter x Hunter, but when he does. <laughs> is he just like the Krillin of uh, this? Yeah, more kind or less. Of. He's like, that's not exactly his role. But like very much in this episode, for sure, that's what he is. He's also like the, the smart one. He's the not. He's like sort of the non. Uh, he's. I'm trying to still think. Still, Krillin. Oh, okay, yes, but like the Bulma is what I meant by. Okay, it's like absolutely a mix of, no power, but smart as hell. He's like a mix between Bulma and Krillin, and like he has a power that's very useful later. But like he's not good in a straight fight, but he can get a sucker punch in and win. His goal is to make a bunch of money. That's why he wants to become a hunter. Is he wants to be a successful businessman. Well, I know I his mean, deal. Also for cancer, I yeah, think. I say, his bigger thing is he wants to be a doctor who can work for free, but doctors can't work for free. That's not realistic. So he needs to make a... One, he needs to make a lot of money to go to medical school in the first place. And then he needs to still have a lot of money so he can practice medicine without charging exorbitant prices. So, so a bunch of jobbers are like, yeah, we will take advantage of the fog and attack the clown. I dubbed these guys Bridge Four. Yeah, and I don't remember. <laughs> Bridge Four is considerably more badass than these guys are. Come on, Tyler. But wearing... They don't pick fights with things they can't beat. They're wearing the uniform, though. So <laughs> They allude to Hisoka being in the test last year, and I think we do get details on that. But I think it might have been that last year Hisoka killed some people and got disqualified because the examiner cared more than this guy does. But anyway, all of them are like, well, we got to threaten him out of the competition. And Kilua is like, hey, some bad shit's going to go around or, or go down around this crazy clown guy going. What do you say we move up? Yeah. I mean, I know you can run faster, right? I know I can run faster. And I love it. Goes like, hey, my other friends, Kilua says some shit's about to go down. We should hurry up. Is Gon carrying Leorio's briefcase? Yes. I do like the idea of this uh, uh, child having a briefcase now that you ask, but yes, he is carrying Leorio's briefcase. <laughs> and Gon is just like, hey, uh, we don't want to lose sight of the examiner. And Kill was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I just want to get away from the clown. There are like two guys who can take me in this entire tournament, and he is very one of them. <laughs> Who is the other? The examiner? Uh, well, spoilers, but Killua's brother is here. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That happens all the way in episode, like, 20 or something. Yeah. Like I said, spoilers. And so Gon is like, hey, my other two friends, catch up to us. We're going to move up. And Leorio's <laughs> like, dude, if I could get up there, I'd already be there. <laughs> I had to take my shirt off for this. <laughs> to be fair, he brought a business suit to a hunter exam. You know, maybe one year filing your taxes with part of the hunter exam, but not this year. <laughs> Well, there was that uh, computer nerd in the tunnel who's yeah. like, I just calculated how to win. Anyway, uh, Leorio's like, 
Well, as long as uh, we don't lose track of the people in front of us, we're fine. And then all the people in front of them get decapitated. Yeah, because a weird D&D monster with strawberry lures shows up. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the strawberry lures are particularly effective. One guy's like, the hell are these strawberries? And then he gets eaten by a giant turtle. I feel like it's probably effective on less intelligent creatures than humans. That's probably fair. It, uh, the noggin lugging tortoise. Hey. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of any of the monsters here. There are some I like. I would not put this in my D&D campaign. Um, these feel very One Piece to me. Uh, they feel very, I drew these on a cover of a Yu Yu Hakusho chapter just because I was screwing around and so I have them lying around. Might as well <laughs> use them to me. I don't think covers of Yu Yu Hakusho work that way, but like One Piece and Dragon Ball covers certainly work that way. And they have that same energy to me. So how competent is Karapika supposed to be? Quite. Fairly, yeah. Like, I think less than Killua, but probably the most, the second most competent in the group. He is essentially Sasuke, but less emo. Okay, so the, the little foursome there is the two Ks, then Gon, the main character, and then Leorio. Yeah. Yep. And, and then Gon Karapika like, goes back and forth quite a bit over the series, but at this point, Karapika is older and more experienced and has a tragic backstory. Whereas Gon's pseudo-tragic backstory is my dad is gone. Gon is just Goku. <laughs> Except for he has a dad. His dad just doesn't want to be there. His dad named him after what he was going to be when he was born. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gon with the wind. Uh, anyway, there are Claymore mushrooms. Would put these in my D&D Yeah, campaign. these are great. Um, I, yeah, so they step on them. The okay. spores pop out, and then everyone immediately dies to being a mushroom. Writing that down. <laughs> Claymore mushrooms. I'm pretty sure these are just in D&D. I don't, think they, I don't think they are in D&D. I, I think they, there might be some monster that can create them, though. A, a third edition DMG had a whole section on weird fungi to put in your dungeons. That's fair. Anyway, another group runs by them and uh, gets distracted by a butterfly. The hypnosis butterfly. That, this one seems like the least dangerous thing we've encountered so far because they just fall asleep. Yeah, it just takes out the grunts. I mean, I guess that makes sense as a defense mechanism from Predators. And, uh, you know, everybody else who passed their will saves are fine. <laughs> I might throw that in an encounter with some fairies. My character's a vampire. I don't, <laughs> I can't, I don't sleep anyway. Fair. Aren't you a dampier? Yes. That's not a vampire. That's a half vampire, kind of. I actually can't remember if they, if they have protection against, uh, against sleep effects. Yeah, they don't need sleep, but I don't think, know if they have any protection against magical sleep. Uh, anyway, then a mimic crow, totally a monster I would put in a D&D game, <laughs> tricks some people into running off a cliff. What is the point of that? Like the 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 butterfly makes sense. <laughs> no, the crow's the, just uh, a dick. Even the even the, cr <laughs> even the mushrooms kind of make sense. Uh, this is one hundred percent a D and D monster. It's don't <laughs> ask questions. This just this sounded like a cool thing to throw out the players. I love that the crow says "caw" in the voice <laughs> of the instructor, and it it is a ruse raven, not a crow. You're absolutely correct. I'm sorry. And these guys with hats who seem like they might be characters later survive the Ruse Raven, but are never seen again. I think they were characters earlier. I think they had some encounters. <laughs> and Gon is like, uh, man, I can hear people screaming all around us. And yeah, I love uh, Gon and Killua step onto a weird piece of land and they both notice it immediately. And it turns out it's a trapdoor frog. I'm sorry, a frog in waiting, <laughs> which I'm sure is a pun in Japanese. And so they get eaten by the frog from Konosuba. And just like in Kodasuba, they just sort of grossly work their way out of it. It's, <laughs> it's actually closer to like an antlion frog. Yeah, that makes sense. I also love Leorio fighting the strawberry brontosaur. That's what that's called, right? <laughs> By Puts sticking like... <laughs> a log in its mouth. And Kuropika's like, oh, Leorio's going to die if I don't do something. 
Uh, so he stabs the giant brontosaur turtle in the eye with some wooden swords. And then they just book it because they can't actually beat this thing. Or is it a matter of Kurapika can't beat this thing with Leorio hanging around? That might also be true. Uh, there's also no point in beating it, really. But yeah. he get some strawberries made out of meat? <laughs> I mean, that's true. The point isn't to beat the monsters. It's to get to the end. Anyway, cut back to the frog, which immediately barfs up <laughs> Co- Conan, or Cone, Gone and Culia. Wow, that is because hard to they say. had a soda, I guess. Uh, it's poisoned from an earlier episode that some guy tried to give people to make them drop out. Yeah, it's basically laxative soda. Gone is like, wow, he really saved us. And I like how Killua was just like, well, I could have gotten out. It's not, it didn't save me. Killua reminds me of like that shithead twelve-year-old who thinks he's hot shit because he's like. He takes karate classes or something. Except for he actually kind of is. Yeah, he actually kind of is. But but he's in an anime world, so it's more plausible. He's not as a hot shit as he thinks he is. But like I said, there are two guys in this tournament who can take him. And he is a skateboard assassin. Yeah. Ex- skateboard ex-assassin. Does he only hang around Gon because Gon is, interest- Gon is funny? They're the same age, so it's like, ah, oh, hey, I'll hang out with you. And like, at the more they hang out, the more they become friends. But that's it, sort of what it is to start. He he also noted or recognizes Gon as like one of the only other competent people here. So yeah, like Gon can't beat him, but he can hang. It would be a match. I seem to remember they have a dramatic basketball match later. They do. <laughs> so Leorio and Karapika happen across Hisoka being jumped by a bunch of goons. I call an ambulance, but not for him. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not for him. And by that I mean the Undertaker. Call the Undertaker, <laughs> and not for him, uh, because he's surrounded. Which means he has the advantage. And this guy's like, hey, you can't be a hunter. You're an asshole. So if you leave, we won't kill you. And Hosoka's like, if that's If you swear cute. not to take the hunter exam again, we won't kill you. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Because I'm going to pass this one and I won't have to take it again. And they're like, hey, we've already lost. There's no way to find the guy from where we are. We've all failed, but we're going to take you out. And Hosoka's like, oh, all right. So you want to judge me because you've already failed. Oh, that sounds like fun. Why don't I do that? <laughs> I will be your examiner. The penalty for losing is death. <laughs> the four of spades. I mean, it, that makes a lot more sense in Japanese, because isn't four also death in Japanese? Yeah, yep. and his number is 44. Death uh, de death. Yeah. Uh, he deaths all these people. With a card. I do actually like like the way it's animated, where it just draws a circle, and then they all die. I think it's okay. I, it's one of those things I feel works a lot better in the manga. Like, this is a pretty direct translation, and they didn't put a lot of action in it. Does the manga have a lot more, like, blood sprays, or do they just all fall over like that? I can't remember. In general, yes, but, like, because this is in the era of anime where they were getting away from blood on shonen anime. That's another weird thing about One Piece now is the blood is back, and I'm like, oh, I missed you, blood in One Piece. You make the stakes <laughs> so much better. They, but they, were, they scrubbed it down a lot more, and now they're bringing it all back? Not all of it. You, Luffy still coughs off spit when he coughs, but there's a lot more bleeding from the forehead. You know, that good shonen bleeding you want. <laughs> and when characters die, which I know it's One Piece, it's weird. They will actually bleed, but... I don't remember specifically here, but I but like circle around an enemy, you hit a bunch of guys, works a lot better on a still, still image, I feel, than in animation is more what I mean. And I would bet there's blood in it, but I don't remember for sure. So the leader is horrified, and he's like, okay, I'm going to run away now. I, you know, he's like, I'm going to fall on my ass now and try to run away. And Hisoka's like, well, that's the very picture of failure. So anyway, this he throws is, a card into the back of the guy's head. This is the one thing where my brain kicked in and was like, but, but that's literally not how that works. <laughs> 
Your skull is thicker than that. Yeah, and I explained it away as just the blunt impact of the playing card is what killed him. You know, that thing that playing cards are known for. Oh, it, you know what it actually is? Hisoka has a feat that lets him add his level to damage. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> it lets him add the difference in level to his damage. He also already knows how key powers work. Spoiler. Now, his key powers don't work like this, but <laughs> someone in, like, I throw cards and they're sharp would, is like a t- super tame key power in Hunter Hunter. In the current arc, there is a guy who just uh, is, like, created a murder room and just puts people in it to murder a bunch of people to see what powers they get to see if they're useful and if he can <laughs> add them to his gang or not. <laughs> because, again, it's just D&D. Anyway, Ahsoka notices uh, Leorio and Kuropika, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to be examined? And they uh, basically, I think we don't get an eye catch. I think we do get an eye catch. Oh. We get Hunter vocabulary, in, which is just showing us how to say something in katakana, which is not helpful to people who do not speak Japanese at a child's level. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of the podcast Enkaiichi for 2023, the one where we do a bunch of tournament episodes, and I claim Hunter Hunter is one big tournament episode, so that's why we're doing it this time. I hope you learned how to hunt a hunter, I hope you learned how to catch a killer, and I hope you learned how to skin a cat. Anyway, if you're listening to this today, the day that it goes up, you have one more day to get your questions in on our Discord or at Gundam at LastSimonVideoGames.com for our End of Gundam Bill Fighters wrap-up. We are recording that tomorrow as of the time that this episode goes up. So if you got them, smoke them, I guess. That's a phrase that people say. Also, a quick plug for our Patreon.com slash LastPodcasts where for $5 a month you get access to all sorts of bonus content. Uh, We've been doing a lot of comic book stuff lately, and I've been having fun with that because it's something I'm interested in but don't actually, like, consume. So it's a lot of novel content for that sort of stuff. Uh, We also have just all sorts of stuff. One time we just built a bunch of gunplay together. That was fun. Anywho, um, for $5 a month, you get access to all that and all of our episodes early. We just put up an episode where we torture Jeremy by making him watch the Ruby and Justice League crossover that happened for some reason. It was inexplicable. Uh, It was a lot of fun to watch, but mostly because it was really bad. Anywho, that's all I got. Thank you for listening, and we'll get back to the episode. Are you ready? Fight! Cut back from the eye catch. And Kurapika, oh no, Killua. It's Killua is running, al- and he's alone, but he's caught the front runners again. But Go- again, Gon's not with him anymore. He's like, hey, Gon, we caught up. And then there's an outline where Gon should be. <laughs> so Killua's like, okay, where'd he go? Well, I guess not my problem. Yeah, cut back to Kurapika and Leorio, and Kurapika's like, dude, we cannot take this crazy clown. On three, we split. <laughs> On through, make like a banana. <laughs> he can't chase us both. I'm, And if he can, we're extra screwed. And just remember the old adage when fighting a bear. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun the Oreo. (laughs) Karapika is like, yeah, we're screwed. So like Tyler said, uh, we can't afford to waste time here. We got to get running. So uh, on three, we run. And Leario looks at all the dead people to consider that. Kind of has a different attitude. Karapika has got the more of, yeah, this is is an unwinnable fight. So no. 
Yeah, so Hisoka gets up to them and is about to throw a card and is mildly distracted by some ruse ravens. And Kurapika's like, let's split. And Hisoka's like, yeah, that's probably a good choice. You would have died. Well, I mean, it also kind of, from what he was presenting previously, they didn't panic. They were very calm in making their decision. Yep. But Leorio comes back because... With a stick. With a stick, because he can't back down from a fight. Leorio ain't got no chill. Which well, amuses Hisoka. Well, it's also, it gives off more of the attitude of, it's not my fight, but I can't just walk away when seeing someone kill a bunch of people. I have to do something. Yep. I mean, he does want to be a doctor, so. And Karapika is like, oh my god, why is my party so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and Hisoka is basically like, I judge you passing, and then turns into a cloud of smoke. No, I am going to kick your ass, but I'm not going to kill you. If this is really just because it's fun for me. <laughs> I'm also a fast shonen man. Is, is his key power Does, is he actually, after images? Is he not going to kill him? It, it seemed kind of like he was intending to, but at the same time, he is such a weird character that I would believe either one. Yeah, my read is at this point he has decided not to kill him, but you could also interpret it that it's when Gon shows up that he makes the decision. Also, you know, there's no reason why Leorio would necessarily think he wasn't going to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, fish pull out of nowhere. <laughs> Fishing Gon's... lure out of nowhere. True, because that's still Gon's weapon at this point. And I had forgotten that he used a fishing pole this early <laughs> in the series and was delighted when that hit Hisoka in the face. And makes him bleed, which is hilarious. A fishing pole is such a... Like, the fishing pole itself, not a bad weapon. The way he uses it, basically it's a fishing lure as his weapon. Yep. That's it's, a bad idea. It's so dumb. <laughs> Hisoka's like, man, a fishing pole, huh? That's a he's, new one. He's got such a weird manner of speaking. Like, when I read the subtitles, you know, not bad little boy, I was expecting it to be like, not bad, you know, Japanese and then shonen. But he says, boyo. But he actually says boyo. I mean, he's supposed to seem cre- creepy the way Frieza talks so gentlemanly. It's supposed to be very similar, I think. Yeah. So in he's, Hisoka he's Frieza is like, Goku the Joker. Let, let me see your fishing pole. And Lurioro gets on his feet and goes to try to whack him in the back of the head. But, but Hisoka, Hisoka just... hits triangle <laughs> and uppercuts him. Uh, but that gives Gon an opening. Actually, um, that does reinforce what you were saying, Jeremy, that he had already decided not to actually kill Leorio because he lays him out in one shot. Yep. And he could easily have killed him. Yep. But Gon goes in for the sneak attack and hits smoke. And Hisoka's like... Hey, good job coming to uh, rescue your friend. You're such a cute kid. That's not weird. Of course, doing the thing where he's, no matter where Gon goes, Hisoka is just behind him being creepy. Uh, so Gon goes uh, for a mo- consecutive fishing lure attack. He spams X, I believe, is yeah. this one. <laughs> and uh, Hisoka just like barely moves out of the way to dodge each of them. Yeah, his stats are so high, he doesn't need to dodge. It just happens. And Gon's like, okay, this isn't working. Try Time to mix it up. So he does a super fishing lure attack. He holds X. Um, which causes it to smack the ground and do a dust cloud, which Hisoka looks mildly bemused about. But he's like, ah, he's trying to distract me so he can show up behind me. And then he presses triangle again. <laughs> no, I believe this is this is a triangle and square at the same time because ah. he turns it into a grab. True. Anyway, he's about he's basically choking Gone out and he's like, oh man, you have a lot of potential. And then Gone basically like starts to pass out and he's like, oh shit, I'm going to kill it. Hisoka has an orgasm. <laughs> And Gon is like, I'm a, I am need an adult, and passes out. <laughs> and then Hisoka is just like, oh, I don't want to kill it yet. Yeah, I do like, he looks genuinely concerned that he might actually kill Gon on accident. And Hisoka's like, hey, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you or your friend. You pass. And Gon is legitimately confused and terrified by this. And Hisoka's like, grow up and then fight me. 
<laughs> uh, but then he gets a call on his radio in weird robot voice. And Hisoka's like, uh, I guess we're, I guess it's time to leave. And then he picks up Leorio and carries him to the finish line. Yeah, because he's the one who cast him to fail, and he thinks Leorio should be a hunter. And he's like, Gon, you're a good enough main character to make it back on your own, right? And Gon is just like, anything to have you not with me anymore, and nods. <laughs> and Hisoka's like, yeah, good job. And then just leaves. Because his whole thing is, he's Goku, right? He wants to fight strong opponents, at least, or at the very least, people who have a very strong will. And that's why he was like, I'm going to help Leorio get there, because he may not be the strongest, but dude stood up to me after seeing what I can do, and yep. that's worthy of respect. He's Goku and the Joker. Yeah. Goku. He's a little more practical than Goku, and that fighting strong dudes is more of his hobby than his job. And so, like, he's like, at one point, he's like, okay, Goat, I cannot... Like, I understand I cannot keep wasting time on you. I am going to let you die the next time you get into some shit. But he's not going to toss Gon the Sensu Bean to full recover him. Yeah. But you bet he's basically Goku. And that makes for a super compelling villain because he can be on the hero side at any point. And he's definitely evil on the D&D alignment chart, but he's not like cackling ha 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 evil and is actually rarely opposed to the main characters because he's got his own deal going on. He's practical evil. Yeah. Or, I mean, since I don't know enough about Business him evil. or just to say if he's lawful evil, because obviously lawful anything in D&D is I have a code I will abide by, whatever that might be. He's more neutral evil. Yeah. Anyway, Karapika runs back and is like, oh, hey, Gon, when did you get here? And we see that uh, 301, whoever that is, is the guy that was on the other end of the radio. Pincushion face. They, they've been implied to be in cahoots a couple times. So the examiner, the guy with the weird mustache and no mouth, is checking his watch because apparently they're now on the timer. And will they make it in time? Hard to say, but fortunately, Gon can follow Leoria's extremely distinctive cologne to the finish line. It, yeah, it comes up multiple times that Gon has an absurdly good sense of smell. I'm like, that is such a weird power to give one of your characters. First form... It's also the fishing pole breathing. It's also the main <laughs> power of the uh, the power of the main character of Demon Slayer. I assume that's inspired by Hunter Hunter, but I don't know. There also might be a common inspiration, like some Japanese folktale or something. Anyway, Gon's like, hey, Kurapika, what does, did it mean when Hisoka does, said that we didn't deserve to die? Does Goku have that? No, Goku doesn't have that. I mean, he has a good sense of smell, but it's never like... Like, I think at one point Krillin's like, what, are you like a dog? But it's never like depicted as like a big thing. Yeah, well, I mean, is Goku for, is also specifically Sun Wukong anyway, so... Yeah, the way it is for Gon and Tanjiro. So Karapika's like, yeah, I guess Hisoka has his own benchmark for determining an applicant's strength. And Gun's like, uh, I don't think it's that because Leorio got the piss beat out of him. Well, he was specifically like, I was powerless, Leorio was powerless. And Karapika's thing is kind of uh, more along the lines of like, I don't, you know, obviously it's his own benchmarks for it. It's not so much like, yes, you're strong now, more as it is you were going to be strong later. You seem like a main character of an anime. <laughs> but, and then Karapika's like, I don't think Hisoka could qualify as a hunter. Uh, I don't know why exactly that is. Because uh, Karapika does have a strong moral center and I does know. think like that's how they should evaluate. But like I said, they don't think that way. Okay, so that's what it is. Is that it's Karapika's opinion on the matter. It's not, it's nothing in the actual. Yeah. Because the hunter organization is, you know, your typical super secret organization. No one really knows that much about them until they get in. So okay. there are all sorts of different legends and stuff. Okay. I w for whatever reason, I was thinking of this as more of like a more widely known 
thing like the Heroes Guild or something like that. Like everybody knows these guys exist. Yeah, well, everyone knows the Hunters exist, but they know nothing about them other than that they're cool dudes. With superpowers? <laughs> Basically. I mean, they don't even know that necessarily, most of them. And Gon's like, yeah, it was weird. I was scared, but I was also super excited. Like, I'm some sort of Goku deep down. <laughs> and Kuropika is uh, 404 not found. It actually seemed like he was kind of worried about that. Again, he's the smart, logical one of the party until his sworn enemies shown up that are on his backstory and then he goes berserk. <laughs> well, I mean, it also would make a little bit of sense if, because if he is concerned that Gon might, I don't know his backstory, but if he's concerned that Gon would have, like, thrown his entire like moral code away for power like i want to beat him at yeah. any cost yeah i think the reason a lot of people like gone a lot of characters in the show like gone is because he is like an innocent child basically um but he's also absurdly strong for like a 10 year old and, and like very aware right like he seems super innocent and like and naive but he's not actually naive Except for the things he is naive about because he's a child, but... <laughs> he's he, not he, like Goku who's just legitimately naive about yeah, everything. He's surprisingly insightful, I think. Yeah. Funny how a lot of these basically are Goku but add brains. I mean, it was the most popular thing in the world for a little bit. And Luffy is like Goku, but maybe he has brains and is just pretending to be Goku because it's more fun. Or maybe he's just Goku. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the episode. I guess it was sort of a tournament fight between Gon and Hisoka with Leorio as a Marvel vs. Capcom assist, he called him. <laughs> I do really like the idea of Leorio being an assist and he just got punched. <laughs> you have to wait for that to recharge. No, that's his assist. Yeah, you're Leorio. You, you call him in specifically to tank a hit for you. Uh, it's like the Princess Peach uh, Toad. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's a counterattack. Yeah, and then it gives you a free hit because while they're stuck interacting with hitting him, you get a free shot. I don't think this is a great episode, but I also just like Hunter Hunter. I've heard described as the most shonen anime that was ever a shonen anime. And I don't know if I believe that or not, but I kind of do. It's in a real nice spot. It hits all the tropes. It's not doing anything too exciting, but it's also still like a lot better than like your black clovers or your real generic stuff. <laughs> I mean, personally watching this, it didn't make me want to watch anymore, but there's also the inherent problem of that where... I already know just enough about all of these characters. You've already made your decision. On that it's Hunter hard Hunter. to get in an investment or anything like that about this kind of thing. What? But it this episode did feel very much to me like, yep, that was one unit of anime. That yep. was one half hour block. The the like weird pacing and just like the like random aside stuff. Like this episode really epitomizes Hunter Hunter to me. Like I don't think any episode is quite quite this much like. Faffing about as this episode is, but every episode feels like it's that much faffing about to me, and like I kind of like it. I I do like reason. how we just open the monster manual to a few random pages in the middle, like that's kind of world building, and that's what the purpose of it is. That and probably to pad up the episode a little and show the dangers that they're facing here. I think part of the reason I like the pacing slash the faffing about with the pacing is that they actually spend a lot of time doing like this kind of middle of the episode world building in almost every single episode like every time you watch an episode you learn something more about how the world works in addition to advancing the plot which is kind of cool like i said it's hard not to see as a reaction to yu yu haka show where he was like oh no i made the world way too small and so in hunter hunter he almost overreacts and keeps making it bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like oh yeah and going is still only b rank there are all these places he can't even like think about going yet 
because he's too much of a scrub <laughs> on, on top of all this adding detail I'm putting in. Which kind of leads him into the problem of never going to finish because of the fact that it's running too slow. And, you know, illness and stuff outside of his control regardless. I know I was down on it, but I actually don't think this episode is a bad and a, a bad no, I, episode. No, I think he summarized it by saying it's one unit of anime, and it certainly is that, it's right? It's just not really like... I'm certainly not the kind of person who's like, yes, I must see what happens next type of thing, but this episode weirdly doesn't really put out a hook to drag you into the next episode. A fishing hook, if you will. No, it, it expects you to already be invested. I think you're 100% right. It's not a cliffhanger. It literally ends at the end of the story, B, right? And like next episode, there's a new examiner and they're doing something totally different. Okay, I was just, the reason why I said that was I was thinking of the first few episodes of Bleach. And the way those are kind of structured, kind of have that going on where it's like, what's going on now? And they keep pulling at you and being like, you want to see what happens next episode, right? Yeah, the first like five episodes of Bleach are super Although strong. I don't think, I think the first five don't do that necessarily, but that's because a lot of them are like character introductions. And but even then, they're like two or three episodes a piece. And thinking on it more, I think there is a hook, but I think what the hook is, is what's Hisoka's deal? And as you talked about, that's like the thing you know about already. And we spent this entire podcast talking about what Hisoka's deal is, because it's one of the most interesting things in Hunter x Hunter, and we have an excuse to. I, I well, think I also mentioned, like, I didn't choose this episode because it's necessarily, like, the best episode of Hunter x Hunter. I chose it because it's a good Hisoka episode, so. Yeah, that's, that's why I was saying I've got kind of a weird perspective on this, because, like, I already know enough about Hunter x Hunter to have already made a relatively informed decision about these characters and the anime, and I think that actually is... If I'm interested that much, I just want to read the manga. Yeah, and I, th oh. I think that's where I've gotten to with it, is I'm probably just going to go read the manga. Which is now on Viz, not for free. You have to pay the $3 or whatever if you want the whole archive. But they finally put Hunter x Hunter on there, which was the weird blind spot they had for the longest time. But yeah, I feel like if someone's like, hey, what's like shonen anime about? I feel like Hunter x Hunter is what I, maybe not what I would give them if I wanted to give them, get them into it. But it's like the median stuff. Like I said, it's not the lows of Black Clover or the real generic stuff, but it doesn't hit the highs of Demon Slayer or the sports festival I hear Academia arc. I feel like if someone were to ask me about that, I'd have to do a little bit more digging. What's shown an anime about? Okay, first off, we're going to have to do a little bit of 20 questions here before I can actually answer <laughs> that question, because... This is a very vast gulf of different shit. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know, I'm thinking specifically shonen battle anime, which I shorthand the shonen because it doesn't really have a genre, but... I, I know what you I, meant. I, I, I'm just saying that at the same time, in that same space, you have this, Naruto, Bleach, Demon Slayer, One Piece. Like, these are all very different. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're all a genre, right? They're, they unmistakably share traits. They all do share traits, but they all have a very different feel because I like a couple of those. I don't like the other ones. Whereas a lot of the other ones, like a lot of mecha anime, you just say it's a mecha show and I'm like, all right, I'll put it in. <laughs> I was going to say, is Demon Slayer worth watching? I've heard I, good things. Yeah, I would say so. It's got real good animation. It's, you know, it's seasonal. Um, I'll say it, the same thing twice. It's animated by UFO Table, so. It, it's seasonal, so it's going through. They started the anime like, after the manga was complete, so they don't have to do any, like, they do a little bit of pacing stuff to get cliffhangers, but they don't have to do any of the filler bullshit to extend their episodes. Nezuko is best girl. Nezuko is absolutely adorable. I love Nezuko. Blonde guy whose name escapes me right now is a pretty good Krillin. <laughs> what is his I know who you're talking about. I like him. He's very annoying, but I like his deal. And, and the love Hashira is there now. 
She uses love breathing as her power. <laughs> yeah, because everyone has a different variety of breathing. Yeah, right? water breathing, fire breathing, poison breathing, mist sun breathing, sun breathing, and love breathing. <laughs> and death, the other emotion. Well, yeah. Most of the characters have their own. Um, there is, as far as I know, only one other character that has doubled up. But that's because it's specifically like Tanjiro's older mentor figure. And Nezuko, I will just kick your goddamn head off. <laughs> the first time she does that is great because the animation on it makes it look just like she's kicking a soccer ball. Yep. Um. So yeah, Deep Slay, pretty good. Uh, no tournament arc. Uh, yeah, so this was fun. We got a bunch of different sorts of tournament episodes between, like I said, Zach checking a conclusion, me picking the like most bog standard, here's a shonen, here's part of a fight in the tournament, and Tyler's like, this is not a tournament, but it is a tournament. Like, <laughs> I noticed not... that, too, that we all did that when I watched them. And we there are plenty of sorts of tournament things we didn't even get to. I kind of wanted to get to anatomy of a tournament, and this is going to be our longest tournament episode so far, so we should cut it short soon. But, like, we didn't do any two of the main characters get to fight. We didn't do pick any, like, Goku versus Krillin, which is one of the cool things you can do with a tournament arc. Another thing you can do is just flat introduce new characters, which mine was the closest to. But both Gara and Lee have done stuff before their fight with each other. Well, you the a lot of the issues is, like, there are some series, and I think, Tyler, you, you said it, and, I, and Girls and Panzer is the same way, where basically the entire series is a tournament arc. So... Tournament arcs are kind of funny because sometimes they are in the long running stuff. Like My Hero has the sports festival arc. Dragon Ball has several. And so those do those additional functions that you're talking about, Jeremy. Whereas the ones that are like the tournament is the series, it just kind of does that by default where it introduces new characters because the series is just the tournament. The character, like the thing is going to be over. Usually they will show up for like their episode and then they'll be like in the cheer section afterwards. Yeah, like Gundam Build Fighters. Yeah, like (laughs) Island Gundam Build Fighters. And I guess the other characters they beat <laughs> also nils nielsen who is not isla sadly and mao and mao is there too um, um, but yeah so tournament arcs are fun i th- like they, they are fun when done well and just extremely boring when you fuck them up i i think they're a useful like narrative device right because it gives you a chance to introduce and showcase a character and like there, there's a reason they pop up in so many shonen battle anime and it's because you're gonna have a fight and you want a new character and this is a good way to have like there are stakes, but they're usually not deadly the, stakes. The problem is when you overuse them. Like, yeah. There, there are more bad tournament arcs than there are good ones, I think. Like, legitimately bad ones outnumber the ones that are good. And a lot, a lot of this, a lot of them, they slap them in there for filler. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also a good way to just pad for time, and that's not a good use of your of any narrative structure, I think. So, uh, High point, Tyler. No, no, you, this is your pick. High point, Zach. <laughs> My high point, I think, is going to be Gon's hit on uh, Hisoka, like coming in to save Leorio. I was going to be mine because I was not expecting you to take it because it's a fishing pole and I know you have a thing against dumb weapons. Um, <laughs> I do, but the moment is still great. Yeah, it's really good. Mine is going to be the opposite then of when Hisoka is choking out Gon. He's like, oh, don't worry, you passed. And Gon is career like, man, this guy is a creep and I want to get away from him. Even as Ahsoka's being like, good boy. Um, and I think we're just doing that entire scene because I was actually going to go with his entire good boy speech where he's like constantly popping up behind Gone and just like being like, oh man, you sure are an interesting kid with your fishing pole and your devotion to your friends in this weird ass hunter tournament thing. Low point, Zach. All the randos just getting picked off by the forest. 
it reminded me of a game I ran way back when, and I overdid the randos getting picked off, and it was just like, now it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, move along. I think mine is specifically going to be the bit in the frog. That seems just a bit too much. I mean, I get you want to do something with Goat and Killua so that it doesn't seem like it's just a bunch of random monsters killing extras, but... I don't think that added much. I think it reinforces the fact that it's just a bunch of monsters killing random extras because they're perfectly fine. Um, I think mine's actually going to be just like, there's a lot of running. That's <laughs> like, there is so much just running that is animated in this episode. And like, it's not nearly as bad as the one before it for lots of running, but there is a lot of running. <laughs> All right. We will be back in a week or two to do our wrap up episode on Gundam Build Fighters where we will take questions and talk about our final thoughts on the series and announce what Gundam series we're going to tackle next. If you're listening to this on Patreon, there's probably still time to ask questions in our Discord. If it's public, we've probably already recorded, but you can check if the thread's still open. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know how we end these. So, and always uh, join the Discord. I want more people to talk to. Um, I mean, you can announce the overall winner of the podcast, oh, Tenkaichi. Podcast wins. <laughs> the McElroy brothers. Somehow they weren't even competing and somehow they won. <laughs> <laughs>